This is John Halsman. Welcome to the Patrick Henry Podcast. Well, I've made it back safe and sound, a few scrapes along the way, but I made it back to Milan from Barcelona. And I want to tell you a story of my adventures, not just because they were somewhat interesting, though it was. Like all calamities, when you travel, when you survive it, it becomes a good story. At the time, that's certainly not how you feel about it. But more because it illuminates what's wrong with the world at large, particularly the idea that Western governments are not fit for purpose in our new era. Crises clarify what's going on, and we can see clearly from these crises that COVID, a world historical event, has shown governments with the tide out not wearing their swimming trunks. And this has now been revealed for all to see. And to give you an example of this, I'm going to take you through my trip. But to begin with, my suspicion, and COVID has kind of confirmed it, is that unfortunately Western governments, when confronted with this crisis, are doing two contradictory things, both of which are failing, like a Graham Greene novel. They're authoritarian, but not very competent. Think Papa Doc, Duvalier, and the comedians. Think the Honorary Council in South America. Uh, Think Heart of the Matter in Africa. These are authoritarian regimes, increasingly beleaguered authoritarian regimes, but they're not very good at being authoritarian. It's the worst of all worlds, really. So they're stifling liberty without putting anything efficacious in its place. And this is the world we're now living in, and it explains why there's so much political risk about. Um, My trip began. I had a very odd route because I was using up flyer miles, and so I went from Milan to London to Barcelona which is an odd way to go. This exposed me to three separate governments dealing with COVID in three separate ways that were perpetually changing. The flight started easily enough. I went from Milan up to London. To get to London, I needed a green pass, which I have from the Italian government. I needed a COVID locator form from the British government, which is needed if you go even in transit. I was in London for approximately five hours. And because of this, I had to fill out a rather confusing form. In addition to having the genuine green pass that every Italian person has to carry and everyone who's been here. So I have one, but this shows that I've been vaccinated. So I have this formal form of vaccination, this other form for merely being there for a number of hours. And then the Spanish needed a form, another locator form, proving that I've you know, been tested and everything's fine. And this is another form written in Spanglish. So I have no idea whether I filled it out properly or not. And let's face it, I'm good at English. And I'm not sure at all that I filled it out properly, not for want of trying, but because it's not very easy. Well, having marshaled all these forms, which I put in a uh, sack like everyone else, you know, think of a World War II movie, your documents, sir, and out comes this folder of documents. One of the options to deal with this is to work with a company that instead of having these documents, will amalgamate them. And in putting them all together, this makes life easier. Uh, You still needed, in this case, the Spanish form, but everything else is put together. The problem with putting all this information in one place is it would seem to me that this is, first of all, a curious way to defend your civil liberties. And again, I don't trust them in that regard, in a Patrick Henry regard, and I don't trust them not to be hacked. Remember that under the Obama administration, the Office of Personnel Management, the OPM, was hacked by the Chinese government. Obama typically did nothing, as this would have caused a fuss. And if there's one thing we know about former President Obama, he didn't like fuss. 
And so he did nothing, even though the Chinese hacked into the personnel files of everyone, everyone, everyone who's applied for a job at the time in the U.S. government. And I've filled out this form and they ask you some very embarrassing questions. How often have you used drugs? How often have you had affairs with people? Who have you slept with? Where did you meet them? In great detail, it's a blackmailer's manual. The Chinese stole it because we put all our information together which is exactly what this company does. And after a lot of thinking, I decided to go ahead and do it, even though I hate the idea the government is requiring all this information. But I did it because it was easier. And this is, this is a step on the road to hell. I'm saying this about myself. Uh, this is a problem. And then do I trust these institutions not to be hacked? No. But eventually I got to Spain. I get, it was great. I saw people uh, with risk mines and quant mines two huge groups that I've worked with through the years, and it was fantastic for the first time in two years to actually do a live event and see people face-to-face. -face. I'm a theater actor. I need that crowd to give my best performance, which is why I love working with you guys. It's the next best thing, these podcasts. And it went wonderfully well. I, I loved seeing everybody, and it was a great event. But halfway through the event, the British changed the rules. And I got a note from my group that amalgamates documents saying, as of December 7th, there is a new rule in place from the British that you need, indeed, another form. You need to have had a COVID test despite being vaccinated, despite the locator piece of paper, despite the Spanish having a piece of paper. I need another piece of paper to be triple secret checked of a 48-hour vaccination. And of course, everyone at the conference, many people there were British or were going through Britain like me, and none of us had it. So we had to consult a Spanish doctor, and for 200 euro, we were given a Russian quotations COVID test, which we needed for some reason in place of all this. Well, this leads us to the next problem. We don't need this test. We don't need this at all. The key factor of COVID remains the same however many times they change the rules or move the goalposts. The question is simple. And it's the question they began in March 2020, and we've, we've lost sight of reality. The question is, is COVID killing people? And is it putting an undue strain upon our healthcare systems? And the answer is no, it's not. People are getting the new virus, the, the, the new form of the virus. But Omicron like most forms, the virus is transmissible, more transmissible. This is how mutations work with viruses. It's how the Hong Kong flu worked, the China flu, the Spanish flu of the 20th century. They tend to get historically more transmissible, but less virulent, meaning you're going to get it, but it won't hurt you. So you'll get the flu. And we're now counting this rather than counting what we ought to be counting, which isn't whether you get the flu once you've had this thing. And this is in the end what will happen. You then develop antibodies to getting it again. This is how human beings have been warding off the flu since time began. And we somehow think that we're immune to reality. Well, that's what's happening. And that's fine. That's even good. And if you're not in the elderly, again, of the 800,000 Americans who died from COVID, well over half are over the age of 70. So it, it skews toward the elderly. And if you're elderly, you might want some extra protection, a booster shot at all. The rest of us need to get on with the business of living, which is my trip makes clear isn't so easy to do. So I had to get a rush job in the middle of my work. I found this out and in the evening. I spent four or five hours till three in the morning trying to arrange all this, getting all my paperwork in order so the next day we could quickly get me a test in between my keynote and my war game. 
And this isn't a way to work. You can't do this for very long. You certainly can't do it productively. I was lucky that I was so angry at words. But while I went for the rush test, which was supposed to get me results, in five hours, though the woman said three is more likely, off I went to the next event. And then me and my intrepid assistant, Adam, waited and waited and waited and waited. Twelve hours later, at midnight, the night before I'm going to fly, the Russian quotes job that I've been promised still hasn't appeared. We're calling them every five minutes. We're getting a variety of answers that perpetually change. Frankly, I think they put it in the wrong file, the 24-hour pile, not the rush pile. We're caught out by this, became aware we weren't going away, and then tested it by moving it to the correct file. But this took 12 more hours and another sleepless night while I waited to get the test, which I got around midnight of the day before I went to go fly. And then I thought, well, at least I'm done. Thank God. It's been hell. Uh, it's been on my mind. I've been unable to do everything. But now I can get on with the business of preparing to go back to Milan and go home. Well, I get to the airport the next morning. And as you might guess, I have an awful lot of frequent flyer miles. And so I was sitting in the gold lane where they treat you the way and airlines do, the way they should treat everyone pretty well. And I started chatting with the woman at the counter, as I tend to. And she said, oh, you don't have the most recent Italian forum, because unbeknownst to me, in the last few days, the Italians have a locator form of their own. So I whisk my way through the Barcelona customs, sitting in the lounge. I find online the Italian form. I pay some more money, I think about 35 euro. I fill out the form, though it won't let me do so at first because, and this is back to the Graham Greene novel of the incompetence of the various governments, it wouldn't let me say it's December the 9th, which is the date that it happened to be. And without this working, I can't fill out the form. So here I am in my Kafka novel being told at the last minute, yet again there's a change, and yet again I have to pay money, and yet again I have to fill out a form. I go online, and then the Italian government has made it so that I cannot fill out the form that they are asking for. Welcome to the COVID world. This happens to everyone. Uh, this just all happened at once to me, which is why it makes for a good story. But we're back to Graham Greene. They are taking your personal liberty and they are utterly, breathtakingly incompetent, panicky. They can't agree on a set of rules. The woman at the counter said, here's the list we have at British Airways of all the rules that need to be in place by all the governments and how they're constantly changing. We get a new printout of this form every morning. And I had a look at it and it looked like a piece of spaghetti. All over the place, the rules were changing for everything. And when I read them, and again, my English is pretty good, I couldn't make sense of what these rules meant. And they were perpetually changing. And I just looked at her and said, this is no fun anymore, and this is no way to live anymore. And this will affect, of course, our productivity and our economy, which people seem to have forgotten about. So finally, I write a note to the people in the lounge who, who are, for a fee, brokering my form with the Italian government to do it quickly. And I say, look, I can't fill out your form. You took my money quickly. Now earn it. You know, sort this out. Give me the additional information. Then I had to fly to London. So I still don't know if I can get into Milan as I'm flying to London. And I touch down in London and I get a piece of paper saying they're working on it. I'm sweating blood. A few more hours pass and the supposedly easy process has now, within two and a half hours of me going, I finally got confirmation that they would just ignore the page that I was on, thereby obviating the point of having the rule in the first place and let me go.
this is madness. This is lunacy. And this is going to destroy us if we keep behaving like that. Worse, COVID, like all crises, has been a clarifier. It shows us how the world works or doesn't. And what we can see by what's happened is the world doesn't work. We have governments unable to pursue a coherent policy, panicking for absolutely no reason as the virus is ending, ending in the sense that fewer people are dying and the health services are not being overwhelmed. This should be our only goal. Then the goal is to get the world back to normal so these governments that have been given these emergency powers for which they now have emergency bureaucracy and this is all dinner theater anyway. None of this makes me any safer. No one I spoke with in all these airports thought this did anything but make life hellish, slow everything down. Nobody said, well, the forms are working. I feel so much safer. No one said that. Literally no one. Because they're not. This is dinner theater for governments doing something rather than thinking about what they're doing. And we're all paying the price. I made it exhausted, limped back to Milan to consider what I was going to write today. And frankly, it seemed I should just write about what's happening to me. Because in microcosm, this is why the world economy is in real trouble. Because we are afraid of our own shadow, despite all the statistics making it clear the virus is over in terms in the West, in terms of death rates and in terms of hospitalizations, that the virus, the Omicron variant, is more transmissible but less virulent, which tends to be the historical pattern of the Hong Kong flu in the 60s, the China flu in the 50s, and the Spanish flu of 1918 to 1921. This is how they work, generally. And that's exactly what's happening. But rather than accept that reality, we're on a permanent hysterical footing that we can never, ever, ever get out of. And so the way to deal with the hysteria is to larder on layer after layer of badly thought through, badly written, badly administered bureaucracy as though that somehow makes us safer when all it does, like a Graham Greene novel, is lead to tragedy. In this case, the tragedy is the slowing down of the world economy, which affects every single human being. And so as you think about government saying, trust us, here, give us more power, remember Graham Greene and remember my trip to Barcelona. The problem with giving these jokers power is that they do not administer it well, and they certainly have not a care for your civil liberties. And this twin-headed hydra is killing us far more than COVID ever could do for all that it has been a world historical tragedy of the first order. It's time to get on with the business of living and start taking back some of these powers we've given these incompetent governments. So the next time I'm in a hotel room, I don't have to go through this nonsense again. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed the Patrick Henry podcast. It's fun. I have my espresso next to me, and I'm now going to drink it happily ensconced as I am back in Milan where it's snowing at present. Uh, but it's great to be back after this. Uh, you know, I felt like I was in the odyssey. But thank you so much for listening. And again, thanks to so many of you who have, who have subscribed Please keep doing so, but it is overwhelming and we will do more and more and more on Substack as the days go forward because of the unbelievable response we've gotten, which is gratifying. Again, next to speaking face to face, not having any filters, editors in between us is something that I love, that we have this community and we can just talk to each other is a wonderful part of my life. So thank you for that. For those of you who have already subscribed, please do give. And I look at my espresso. It reminds me of this. We're asking $70 a year or $7 a month, which is the price of half of a Starbucks. If you think that in these podcasts 
and in the, in the book serializations, we're about to start a new one, probably Godfather Doctrine, I think, next. If you think that this is worth half a Starbucks a month, please do give, because Substack works on the honor system. The only way we can get around these editors and talk to each other face-to-face -face is if you give half a Starbucks to us, which is, again, $70 a year, $7 a month. And on that note, I'm going to enjoy my espresso without a bureaucratic document in sight. Take care, and until next Monday.